elder. He's also a, just someone who is a pure infinite light. And it's my honor to bring him onto the show today. So with that, I'm going to bring you uh, Ing Ingrid here. Indra, I'm sorry. Indra, Thank you very yeah. much. Who is Thanks a for having me? A Vedic astrologer. Can you? Okay, let's uh, jump into that. There. What What is the difference between a Vedic astrologer versus uh, uh, any other kind of astrologer? Well, the uh, uh, the Vedic astrology is the astrology of India. It's similar to Western astrologer astrology. I mean, I suppose what all astrologies have in common is. Uh, using the input from stars um, and then you make up a set of rules. So the, the Western astrology that you're familiar with and the Vedic astrology from India, they all, they, 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 they have a lot of similarities. They're from the, um, the, the late 16, 600 BC high cultures that uh, they went, they took the teachings to India and then they took them to Greece. But uh, the, the big difference between, so, the, so there's 12 houses and, and uh, Western uses outer planets, Vedic doesn't use the outer planets, and then they, they, the signs are the same. But the big difference is, is that we cast the chart using sidereal time, start time, rather than tropical time. And the difference is uh, 24 degrees now. The two systems were aligned in 600, uh, I mean, about 400 AD, which is when this happened so it didn't matter then and then it turns out that now we use in vedic we use the star the stars behind the sky behind the sun uh western uses the relationship between the sun and the earth which is uh the the uh airy zero is uh spring equinox but we use the uh, include the sky behind the sun and the and that's changing every year uh the procession of the equinox the the, uh, the 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 sun is on a twenty six thousand year cycle, and uh, fifteen hundred years from the change, from when they were the same, now twenty four degrees. That's a big. That's the big difference. So, what kind of what kind of impact does that have? Because you're saying it's changing consistently, yes. Well, uh, it's 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 just it's uh, yeah they it can changing consistently. It's really interesting now because at this time in history we're only three quarters of a sign apart. But if you go out three four thousand years, they're going to be two or three signs apart. You know what I've come down to understand, Anthony, is is that they, that each of the charts have a particular vibration. Uh, just like each of your partners have a particular vibration, and and the the Vedic astrology chart that I use. I use it to help people to wake up to who they are. I don't do predictions. I'm not interested in a lot of the things that people look at in, in astrology and will be in a reading. I'm really interested in the core placement of the of the of the uh, the pure placement of the planets in the sky in order to find the the weak planets because there are that's where the compulsions and the obsessions come from in the personality. So you're saying that your that your approach allows you just to kind of zero in, just to make the just to make the whole the whole thing that much more effective. Exactly, it's like turning that microscope and and uh, and going from a wide lens to a narrow or a, you know an expanding lens, so that you're looking at the detail is completely different. You know, it's it's a hundred times. Uh, closer, you know, or a thousand times closer. So I'm not saying that's the relationship between it, but the but the fact is is that each of the charts have a particular frequency, and if you put in asteroids and you put in other things and you start 
uh, measuring the aspects down to the one sixth and the one twelfth. It, it's a different tool it, because it's it's much noisier to me. It, it has I call it distractions. It's it's a noise that that oh look at this oh look at that and this that you know you, it's like it, it's like sometimes you know this is good and th- this part of it is good and then this part of it is bad and this part is it. what are you to do so. In order to help clients to wake up, I try to keep it simple. I mean, let me put it another another way, is that what's come to me that is something that is relatively simple in the sense that it isn't very complicated, and I can just go right to the core of what the particular issues are, the issues in the personality, the compulsions that drive the personality. Yeah, no, I I like that a lot. I I do feel that... um... And this is this is just my personal feeling from what I've seen is that some some of the astrology that is around tends to add a little more entertainment and theatrical value to it, as opposed to a real kind of goal setting kind of like, you know, just action type of application to it. That that's just what I what I, I see off of it though, which is why I like that you're being thorough about this and explaining it. And then it definitely makes a lot of sense. Yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, showmanship isn't so much what I uh, w- what I uh, would call it, but I mean, you're. I agree with you to an extent. I call it billable hours. That 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 the 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 astrologer, <laughs> the astrologer thought about that that if I do one reading and I tell you give you all the wisdom, then you I'm done with you. But if I can create some some challenges, then you'll have to come back to me and I'll have the, and I'll have the the power and the voodoo to be able to undo it. And um, I'm not saying that as far as being, um, uh, what do you call it? Sarcastic or, or uh, downing. It's what, it's what happened is, is that uh, as we, as we had these, it's uh, on the highest level, it's an incredible divine um high frequency vibration i mean just think of of how you feel when you look at the moon or look at a sunrise a a sunset you know i mean that in its purest form and then it has been uh densed down into something that people can control in order to be able to create power for themselves to serve the ego absolutely Excuse me. Now you've been doing this for fifty years now, correct? I started with astrology and with spirituality fifty years ago. Yes. Now, when did uh, when did you feel yourself kind of? I wouldn't say. Well, I don't know if it's breaking away, if that's the right way to put it. But from what I understand, you've kind of developed your or incorporated your own kind of system in the way that you do your readings. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, did you hit a point when, like? you saw like there was a way to kind of just simplify it or is it just kind of been a just an evolution that's kind of just happened and now you find yourself well i i remember in 1975 i had studied a lot and uh and and my wife uh at the time uh she got into it and we got into it very far and i remember getting to the end of one book uh there were two main teachers there weren't so many books back then as there were now we used to cast the charts by hand but i remember getting to the end of this book and it's saying, well, now here you need to, you can do this and do this and do this. And it's like, I didn't know what to do with it. You know, yeah. there wasn't really a way to, you know, the, the heart of astrology is to be able to take these, these three juggling balls of planets and signs 
and houses. Planets are like verbs. They're, they're action oriented. Uh, uh, houses are like nouns. They're, they're places in our life, uh, spirituality, uh, career, uh, relationships and and signs which are like adjectives the qualities of energy hot uh, a fiery airy earthy and water and then you you it's like the the painter's palette you put them on the palette and then you have to paint this picture of how it's it's I used to, I call it like the clue game you know the Colonel Mustard did it in the living room with the candlestick you're creating sort of a story around these three uh, these three variables and. Um, and so I knew in 75 that I didn't, uh, there was more that I was looking for that I couldn't find. And I think it was just a part of a mature. Uh, I, I kind of left it as the kids were growing. And then we got back, I got back into it in the nineties when I picked up yeah. Vedic astrology and I picked up the Enneagram and, and then I really dedicated my life to, uh, well, I, I intensified my wanting to dedicate my life to that. And I spent, a 10 I, I had a teacher who it took me about 10 years to adapt what he taught me and then and then it and in that last 10 or 15 years it's become my own uh system has sort of developed and what it developed out of is just letting go looking for any system just truth happened i remember my my teacher uh asked me one time i said so and so so and so and he said well where'd you get that i said well I think I read it. He said, no, I don't think so. You know, and I didn't realize that I made it up, you know, that it just came to me. Not that I made it up, but yeah. it just came to me. And you were able to kind of state it and like feel it like matter of factly. Is that right? Absolutely. Matter of factly. Yes. It's a, it's an energy that it just clicks in that, 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 uh, you know, much about astrology, you know, a little, just a little. Okay. Just to know, to know some of the words that you're talking about. But I mean, as we get into houses and, and, and your, your moons and stuff like that, I can get a little bit lost, unfortunately. Okay, well, I don't, I don't want to talk over your any, anyone's head. But, but I, no, I used no, to, please I used do that, the, though. Please do that, though. I mean, anything you can share, I'm definitely, I mean, I'm... I'm well, I wanted, to, to, I wanted to say that I, I've been using this, this phrase lately. I say, when, when your neighbor makes noise and it disturbs you, whose fault is it? That's a question I'm asking you. Yes, that would be... That would be uh, well, that would be mine. Right. So when you're in your 20s, it, it, you blame other people. But as you get yeah. older, you realize that it's, you know, that you have to take responsibility for that. And so this is my attitude towards aspects, which are which are the 90 degrees and the 120 degrees. And everybody says that it it, it, it creates this. It creates a tension. It, it, it can create a tension. But the tension is in the planet that it's aspecting. It's at the core when you're when you're solid at home. With the energy of a planet, when you're solid at home with yourself, then if if somebody talks junk to you, you're not so affected by it, you know. And if and if your and if your car gets a flat tire, you say, "Oh, okay, I'm doing something else today," you know. It's uh, when you're in your center, then then the fact that you're aspected isn't really such an issue. But we make the issue the aspecting, which is taking the energy away from what's at the core, and that's what I'm interested in is what's at the core. Yeah. It, now, with the with new people that you are new people that you see, do you have to? Ex, well, is it? Do you ever have to explain anybody away from what their current beliefs are about astrology, or about wh whatever they have? Uh, as uh, I've had that in Facebook groups, not the clients. Okay. 
the clients are their clients are are hurting and they're needy. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they understand astrology, but they're open to what I say. That my approach in the readings is at the beginning I say this is essence to essence. This is not we're going to talk about personality, but it's not personality to personality. It's essence to essence, and there's no judgment in it. It's just it's just the roll of the dice. You know, some people are yeah. tall, some people are short. Uh, uh, some people, uh, you know, know many languages and some people have trouble with their own language. So so there's no right or wrong in this. It's just a, a roll of the dice set of circumstances. And uh, son of a gun, if I don't mention, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, and they say, yep, that's what I do, you know? Yeah. Client, a client at the show this weekend, the, the, the client was a Taurus rising. I said, you're stubborn. He said, yep. And the wife said, absolutely. You know, so it's just. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just the way that it is. I'm not making it up, but just based on what I've read and studied uh, that, that these patterns are existing And the point. The point isn't the patterns. The point is that it's the way out. It's the way out of that story is that because yes. you're stubborn because of uh, Taurus and it isn't that Taurus is wrong. It's that you're wrong. But the fact is, is that when you become comfortable with the Taurus and you're not and you're not pushed what his triggers were, which I went into also, um, then 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 you don't have a need the, 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 the stubbornness comes because it has a need. It has a, an, a, 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 a the personality has a need to be stubborn. That's what I want to look at. <laughs> that need, huh? So now there's a three. You, I, I heard you speak of three different modalities that you use in your right. in your system or your program. Can you share with us those? Absolutely. I I I, uh, I had this catharsis with the astrology that I was talking about in the late '90s, and part of that was from I was introduced to the Enneagram of Personality that uh, are you familiar with this at all i've been familiarizing myself with that as of lately but it's pretty new so okay so uh that's fine so it's about 60 years old and it's a it's a teaching that says that there are uh there are nine there are the nine personality types there are nine personality types and yeah. that these person that once we understand that we get that the story of that personality and so we learn its core triggers we understand how it works because this is incredible patterning just like a Taurus stubborn you know uh which is a cliche um you know but but the, we have these cliches in the enneagram personalities in order to be a, so, so so that we can uh, let the stories go and um i i was in this when i first learned it i was in this class a weekend class and i realized in that class that there was a connection between astrology that I knew and the Enneagram. And so I went on a mission to find that. And I found a teacher within three months, I found a teacher who had a system of how to see Enneagram in astrology. And uh, while it's esoteric, this really drove me to figure this out and to understand it. And uh, it's taking me uh, took me a long time afterwards, he explained to me to really be, as I say, these 10 years, to really be able to take what he taught me and to make it my own. And then, in fact, to go off from there. Where did where did this anagram come from? 
What is so uh, this, there was a, a, a teacher a hundred years ago named Gurdjieff. Are you familiar with him at all? No. So he seems to be lost to the younger generation. He was really big when I was growing up. Can you spell uh, when the name? I started in this in the seventies, he had a there was a movie, uh, uh, meetings with remarkable men. There was a book in the movie that came out that was hot back back in the seventies. But uh, he was a uh, he was one of the first New Age teachers. He he started it. He was uh, Armenian. He he taught in Russia in the in the nineteen sixteen. Russia, you know, has a, a spiritual. Um, slant it's a very um earthy um environment traditionally and yeah. uh so he he grew up in that culture and he lived in paris in the 20s and 30s he died in 48 and so he he's the one that gave us this enneagram it's a nine-sided figure enneagram it comes from greek um it means nine-sided figure and there's so he put uh, uh he put planets at the points the nine points he put foods he put musical notes but he never put personalities which i believe was because uh, uh while uh, psychology was around it wasn't really codified until uh the 30s and 40s and so it was his student his student student who put the enneagram of personality together about 60 years ago and so like these personality types there's like there's nine of these are these the most uh, popular or most uh, most um, prevalent personalities that are that are around is that where like well, nine the, the, from? these are it's not like there's more you know like okay. we have to discover another personality type like we have to discover another planet the, these are the nine personality types and it's not just an archetypal system it's an incredible spiritual tool because it is i believe it is the nine uh personality types that express all the conditioning from the two to five thousand years of judeo-christian tradition it's all the the conditioning um societal um stories that have been passed down from generation to generation all of our uh crappy behavior and and the enneagram uh Un, un, unlocks that story by explaining the core the core triggers and explaining the, and showing the patterning of it in incredible detail. Yes. Now, <clears throat> this the uh, enneagram there is th this you you spoke of uh, some training that you had taken with this. Uh, you called that yes. A I took a weekend the first the first uh, when I, I got introduced it. to it. I took a weekend up in Ashland, Oregon. No, this this was a, a story I heard. Of, I heard about you. You you met up with a hermit, is what you call them. Very yes, uh, yes. Uh, my teacher that was the that taught me the enneagram. Yeah, I I uh, I met a guy in the weekend, and uh, he he knew of a guy that knew a system, and he this man was one of only three people that knew what this what the hermit did and where he was, and I met him. And uh, I called him up a couple of months later and I said, I heard you, you got a system. He says, yeah. He says, you're a seven. And, and like before it was like, um, you'd have to take a test and you'd have to really figure out what it was. And he could tell by my voice that I was a seven. He knew nothing. I just cold called him. Yeah. Uh, I got given the phone number and I said, uh, I heard you do this. He said, yeah. He said, you're a seven. I said, I want to learn that. He said, okay. I said, I want to come. He said, okay. 
So I called him back uh, four or five days later and said, I'm going to come on so and from so-and-so to so-and-so, and then I'm going to go to India. And he said, okay. And it just started from there. It was the, it was an incredible two weeks of, uh, of, uh, one-on-one at the beginning. And then more, uh, he would take me to the marketplace and he would point out people's personality types. He would teach me in the field to be able to, he said, can you feel the energy? He said, a young Luke Skywalker, he took on, uh, uh, Yoda's role. He, he said, feel yeah. the force. Can you feel the force? Because he could feel it. He could feel Enneagram as a vibration and as an energy. That's what he taught. It still isn't taught that way. 20 years later, he taught me stuff that may not be relevant to the mass for, for 50 years. I'm working on stuff that's so far out that, that people can't quite understand it because it's all energy. It doesn't it's, I call it science and intuition. It has a observable science part to it. It's They call it a pseudosciences, which is fine if that's what they need to do. But they're, 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 observable, they're observable patterns, they're observable sciences. And then will you use your intuition to feel in order to understand what's going on? That's incredible. Now, does this... <clears throat> What is it? Is, I know it, for each individual that you work with, it's going to vary on the, the time that, that it takes to work with that individual. But to, do you see that, like, like, I wouldn't, I don't want to say quicker results, but maybe like a, a faster kind of, um, kind of reaching of the goals in your sessions or in your visits with your, with the people that you work with? Uh, so I, I, I present the life reading in as a three hour, um, uh, session and uh, it can go longer. I think they've gone six. They've certainly gone five and four, three and a half. And the, the, the length depends on the complexity and the questions. And so that's, that's the, that's the germination of the seed. And then some of them I never hear, most of them I never hear from again, but some of them come back and some of them have come back six or seven times. And some of them come back two or three times when they want to hear stuff again and they want to it's a, it's about people's seriousness, pain, and it's about their remembering. I had a client recently write me and say, you know, you told me stuff three years ago, and I didn't really believe it at the time, but I'm starting to think that maybe what you told me had some validity. Would you send me the recording, you know? So I sent her <laughs> the recording, and she said, I want to do another. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I want to do another session. But <laughs> So it, it isn't, you know, I'm not doing anything. It's, it's not, yeah. I'm not waking anybody up, but the idea is it's, it's based on what they want to do and, and what they find. But I mean, everybody is, uh, the, the, the reading is intense and it's, um, it's a, it's a, um, it's like a physical exam in the sense that we're testing all these, we're testing all, all these, well, these modalities are, are, are like x-rays that are exposing what's going on. It's not physical in basis, but it's about your psyche and it's about your attitudes. The Enneagram will take care of it, will give you the core triggers. The astrology gives you the strengths and weaknesses of your personality, the who you think you are. It's not who you are, but it's who you think you are. And then the wheel of totality, the third modality shows you the blind spots or places of ignorance in the personality. And it's a it's a it's a robust uh, combination of elixirs, I tell you. <laughs> it sounds like it. Now, the wheel of totality does that does that work off of the anagram or next to it? 
No, it actually, well, it, it doesn't have much to do with the Enneagram, but, but it's the, uh, I overlay the natal chart onto the wheel of totality. The wheel of totality uh -huh. shows totality at the center, and then it has concentric circles out. The first one is the awarenesses that are so, it's set up in 12 houses like astrology, and each house has an awareness in it. Uh, and then the outer circle are the activities associated with that awareness. And, and so when we have a planet in uh, the, the planet, the, the houses that we have planets in, then that awareness is something that is natal uh, to us uh, and understandable to us. But the planets, but the houses that are empty, those particular awarenesses are blind spots. They're places of ignorance. We don't start working on them at 50. And, and, you know, when you hear the ones you have, you think, oh, this isn't so bad. But then you hear the ones you don't have, and they're just really blank, because it's really hard to even sometimes understand the concept of it. Because it's, because it's just a dead space, you just don't have any energy there. It's not that the space is dead. It's that there is no planetary energy there for you. Yeah. Now, do you, the people that you work with, do you have people that may be experiencing, uh, let's say, I mean, they're, they're hitting, let's say they've hit a, a wall or a brick in their life and they're even experiencing some like physical type of uh, attributes just in their life, the physical pain, if you will. After, I, I, this to me, this just makes so much sense, the way it goes into detail and kind of highlights everything so you get a, a clear picture of what you're dealing with. I mean, much to me, much, much more significant than what a doctor could give you, you know? From there, I had a client one time tell me that in three hours they learn more than five years of counseling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because that's what I'm getting from like what you're telling me here. I'm looking at the, the picture of the engram as well at the same time. And everything is kind of like just being slowly stitched together on it. But yeah, that, what I would want to say about the physical body is, is that I, I, I do, you know, I mention to them sometimes conditions that they have that will lead to headaches, stomach aches, or back aches. And almost everybody will say, you know, that they've got one of them, if not all three. But I don't really deal with that because, because somebody asked me recently about, I do location astrology, finding places where to be. And so somebody might say, well, I, I, I want to find a place where I'm healthy. And so I say, well, I don't really know how to translate that. It, while there are, there is medical astrology, and that yeah. I, and I don't know anything about that. I was going to say much. I don't, I'm not sure that I know anything about it. I'm not really interested in that particular thing. But the fact is, is that all disease comes back to our mental state. And so my belief, I guess, would be that if we deal with the cause, then the effect will disappear. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Because I was going to, I want to jump into that too, just about that relation, just about just opening up to your truth. And that wisdom and that love and that knowledge of self to that just totally puts you in a different place that I would say even kind of at times can even elevate your uh, your vibration, you know, just being able to receive that kind of information. Absolutely. That's exactly what happens is that you elevate your vibration. And so you you rise above the the things that you're um, anxious about that all of a sudden they don't seem to matter. Yeah, and I see that you've got shaman on your profile there. Yeah. And I, I understand you've done a lot of traveling as well. Can you share with anything uh, anything about that with your travels and maybe some, some modalities that you picked up along the way there? Well, uh, 
yeah, they're two, they're sort of two separate subjects, though. They do combine in, uh, I went to Mongolia one summer, right? Well, the, the first, the first time I went to China, um, we took a bus, uh, from the border nine hours to a big city. And I remember that after nine hours, we sort of stood in the parking lot, the Westerners, and we kind of connected. And I said to one guy, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to Mongolia. And I said, I don't even know where that is. You know, I was impressed. <laughs> so the next summer I went to Mongolia. And the, the fact was, is that uh, I got into Genghis Khan, who has a bit of a bad rap. I'm not saying they yeah. didn't kill people. But uh, and I don't I don't want to go into that part of the story. But the fact is, is that they that they were shamans, that they had a, a, a spirituality. When he had a decision, he would go to the three the, the place of the three rivers and he yes. would go to pray and things would come to him. And so so there's a there was a, a native shamanism. And so I think I use the word shaman. I, I don't do anything like any normal people you that you might think of with shamanism. But I've read some. <laughs> books i mean naturally because i'm a rebel but but i i've read some books and it isn't different from what i do and i kind of put it on there because because people think well it's just going to be a reading i mean people don't necessarily do that but you go in and you think well it's going to be not a reading but it's a it's a it's a uh it's a uh like a ultraviolet shower you know yes and yeah. so the shaman thing is, is that I, I create uh, what is created. Something is created from nothing. And so this is uh, 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 the alchemist. And so I kind of use the word shaman to reflect the the changeability, that things change, that it's mysterious and and otherworldly. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that, because, no, I definitely get the shaman off of you. In essence, that is. You yes, know, when I look a, at you, even in your voice, I can hear that. Yeah, that there's a, the S. There is that uh, that quality to it. I remember my teacher said to me one time that uh, what was it that he said? Let me think. It was a long time ago. He he said you're you're a traveler. I think he looked at me one time. He said you're a traveler. So uh, the traveling now that that's the introduction for the for the traveling. So I yeah. So after I I met I saw Curtis. I, I I went to India. I'd been to India before, but I hadn't been. And uh, it was a time of my life when my kids were pretty well grown and, and my my wife and I had uh, separated and I had gotten my life back. And uh, and I, I went to India for, uh, I think I had a six month visa. I think I went five months or or more in India that particular trip. And then I went uh then I went to, uh, I know I went to Australia. I can't remember if I went to, I don't think I went to Bali that trip. I went well, somewhere, the, maybe it was Thailand. Anyways, maybe it was from India I went, but I I, sp I had a long travels and I met a, a guy there uh, who was a trader in the US. He would, he would pick up stuff in India and he would sell it in America. And I had, I had had a store my wife and I had run a gift store where we had bought in the in the early 80s where we had bought all the tr trendy hippie type things. And so I ended up developing this business that I ran for 12 years of importing uh, jewelry and hippie things. I had a VW van that I drove around in and would sell things to people. It was uh, we had 200 stores at the top 
we advanced going to uh, Colorado and Arizona and up to Washington and Oregon from California. And uh, uh, it was it was high times for a while. And yeah. it gave me the opportunity to travel. So I've only been in the U.S. Uh, one winter um, since 98, except for these last COVID years now. <laughs> yeah. Do you plan to get back out there when stuff is settled down? Uh, well, I don't have a plan right now. Uh, you know, I'm actually, we're kind of contentious being for a little while. It's not, yeah. it's not so bad. We, we're cleaning shelves and doing things in the, in the property here that we had never gotten to because we were traveling. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine doing it again. We'll see, see what happens. I don't have an, I did enough traveling. I don't have a need. I've been to 56 countries. And okay. while I enjoy being over there, yeah. it may be that things are changing and it isn't about the traveling. I don't really have that need to travel that I had and I didn't really need to see the world so much right now. I think that the work, the service, the work being yeah. the service and the talking to you and the connecting with whoever comes, uh, the thing is, is that people get sent. That's what I believe. People appear, you know, when that it's their need when when they come. You can see it in the chart quite often that it's a it's a change of planetary period or it's a cruxy cruxy time. I can make a case for almost eighty percent of the people that you can see why they've come to me at this particular moment in order to hear what I have to say. Yes. Now your your times in uh, in India there was that like a more like vacation time or did you go there to specifically study anything? Um, so the time said, well, the, the, the last years in India, I, well, I was, uh, I went there. Okay. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm scrambling here, but it's coming now. So when I got this hit, when I talked to Curtis and I got this hit to go to India um, I got the message and I haven't gotten a message like this very often, but I got a very clear message that I was supposed to go there to be and not do. So I went there the first time and I did a lot, I did a lot of being, and I was hanging by the river and I was doing a lot of social connecting because I had been, you know, uh, a, a working family guy for centuries yeah. And uh, now I was free talking to young people and, and, and I mean, Rishikesh is just at a, where I was. It's, it's an incredible environment. It's, uh, I like to tease that it. it's like, it, it's like the parents have gone away for the weekend. Like there's nobody in control. <laughs> you can just be yourself and there's no, you know, India is crazy. So, I mean, you can't dress crazy in India. Not that that's my thing, but because, because it, you're going to see people every day that are, you know, that have got, got it over you you know you can't act too crazy you know yeah. so so uh, so that was what i was doing at first and then i and then i the business i met this man and then the business part of it happened so i would do buying in in delhi and around india uh, the first few years and then delhi mostly at the end and then i would go to rishikesh and by then i had a teacher there that i would sit with so there was a lot of sitting with teachers in Rishikesh. And then, and then it became a place where I said, um, 
it's time I, I need to do this it's time for me to do this astrology. And so when I get to Rishikesh, I'm going to put up a sign. So I put up a sign the first time about eight years ago in Rishikesh and the, the readings started from there. The last, uh, the last time I was in India, I ended up staying longer that time, seven months. And in seven months I had 78 sessions with clients. Wow. Yeah, that moves fast. <clears throat> So now I want to talk about. I, I've heard you mention yugas. We haven't. We have. You haven't mentioned that yet, though, in our conversation. Yeah. Can yes. you uh, can you share some more on that, please? Absolutely. Um, let's see. So it's uh, the yugas are, are known to everybody in India. That's the, that's the system. It's called the the great year by the Greeks. Mm -hmm. The the gold, silver, bronze, and iron age. And in India, it's called the yugas. It's uh, a sat yuga is the highest uh, age. Uh, next mm -hmm. down is preti yuga, then drapara yuga, and then kali yuga. Kali yuga is a term that you might have heard. I mean, it get, gets around kali yuga. It's a, it's a symbol of denseness. It's, it's the lowest age, the densest age. And so what's what I do, which is the interesting part, is that everybody in India believes that we're in kali yuga. And... Um, I Googled Kali Yuga length recently, and on the first page of Google, I had three different lengths of Kali Yuga. That's how clear this stuff is. That there was yeah. one, you know, listing that said it's uh, Kali Yuga goes 4,000 years. One says 4 million years, and one says 400,000 years. So that's how much agreement. But I happen to follow a, a man who wrote a book, and in that he says that we're actually, we started Drapara Yuga. It's the energy age. And and this is really important. It's a little subtle. And to people listening, I mean, why is that important? Well, the thing is, is that if you understand it's the energy age, then you understand that in the 1900, from 1900 to 1910, we had uh, flying, we had Pavlov discovering conditioning, we had quantum theory and the theory of relativity, relativity in, the la in those 10 years. And yeah. that is a speeding up. And, and the internet, the uh, universal healthcare, it's a changing, uh, changing um, energy, you know, people call it, uh, can call it uh, Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. That's not the way I look at it. This is a little bit different. And I actually believe that the age of Aquarius isn't going to happen for a few hundred years. But that's not the point. The point is, is that because nobody agrees about anything on this stuff. But the, the, <laughs> the point is, is that, that that kind of an energy is that what I believe ha has happened, that we're in the Dwapara Yuga a, a cycle, which means that this chaos that we're experiencing now is this is the Kali Yuga. This is the denseness. This is greed. This is this is um, uh, um, ego, this is uh, density, this is power, control, uh, this is its death knell, and that's why it's so chaotic right now. And so when I understood this, then it totally changed the way that I looked at the Enneagram and the astrology, and that's when the Wheel of Totality came along. I mean, wouldn't say I'm not saying it was the week after, but uh, but but it was from that that these are Dwapara. The what I'm doing is Dwapara energy tools uh, or maps, and um, it has a completely different notation. We call it astrology, but it isn't really the same as what you know. Certainly, isn't anything like newspaper astrology. 
and and you you know you can see that my approach is a little bit different and so it's it's because of this dwapara yuga energy gotcha gotcha yeah no and i've, I've heard that i've heard that reference before too that we're, that we're coming into the uh being in the age of energy too. yes and, and i like man I, especially the way you laid it out there i like that that makes a lot of sense as well but you're also doing videos too. In your videos, do you talk about this stuff as well? Or you go into more depth or is it- You know, uh... I've only, I did uh, the first COVID year, I kind of got excited and did the video. I did a couple of videos. Um, I haven't been, I haven't felt to do more of that. Um, I kind of, I kind of like the podcasts, you know, I've been doing a lot yeah. of those and uh, it's a whole different energy. The classes, um, I don't like, I don't like those as well. And yeah. uh, I like the podcasts a lot better as a natural inclination. So I've been doing a lot of those and um, it's just interesting the way that things work is that I have no agenda. So it's just a flow of whatever's, whatever's <laughs> happening. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking to get to, yeah. to, to, to the writing is really the big is the big pull. You know, I, I need to stop the podcast and get into the writing. And uh, the the Facebook went wild for a wild for a while for me. I, I gained about four thousand people in a, in like two months and um, I hit their lottery for a while. And yeah. I've been doing a lot of readings uh, uh, the second part of this year, you know, from June on. And I and I and even more amazing to me is that I gained new modalities. I wasn't looking for new modalities. And the new modalities I got were not things that I didn't know. I knew of these modalities 20 or 25 years, but I never felt uh, called. I never felt directed to to get involved in them but all of a sudden something switched and all of a sudden i became interested in them and i come to find out that they complete me that i didn't it completes the not completes me so much it completes the reading it completes me in in the sense of being able to share this it that it that it is that the location astrology brings place into it and so and so you know it's not only the location of the planets but it's also your location on the earth that i can tell a story from that and give people another level of depth in order to to help them to find um um a way to attain to to be in their peace to be in the yeah. peace that's already there it's not their piece. Now, do you are you teaching your your technique as well, or you just you just uh, see you do you see uh, you work with people like one on one? I I'm mostly working with people. I did I did a, a round of classes. You know, I did I did almost a hundred classes, and uh, and then it stopped. I I I stayed in India longer, and then when I came back, I had hepatitis. And, uh, and then, and then the, then the shows, then I went back to, I, I spent a, a winter in Thailand. I went to a, a, a group, a, a retreat over there. And then mm -hmm. I stayed the winter there. And then I just got out of Thailand from the, my ticket out of Thailand was, uh, March 15th, 2020. And I made it two days, you know, two days after I flew back the, um, the San Francisco closed and uh, Thailand closed. 
Oh wow. That was my ticket was March 15th. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I haven't I haven't gotten back to the classes. I've done some online stuff and I just I just I just feel it just isn't interested. I'm not interested in that so much right now. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to do it. I was really happy what I did. I needed to, I needed to feel comfortable with it and I needed to express what I needed to express that way. And I developed a lot of, um, um, what do you call it? Um, syllabus, you know, material. I, I made a lot of, I made some slideshows and I organized my thinking. I needed the structure. I needed the deadlines of having to talk about things in order to create the structure. I find that, that I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but I find that I think very well in PowerPoint. Yeah. That if you, if you put something into words that it's more cumbersome, it's not that I can't tell that story. But I actually think very well in PowerPoint that I can take images and I can put words on them and they can go sequentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Definitely. So I find Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's kind of like organizing your thoughts, if you will. Yeah. Organizing my thoughts. Yeah. So I find that 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 from that structure, I had a very interesting thing happen uh let's see four or five months ago i believe it was is that i was writing an article i had my first major astrology article published five thousand words a few weeks ago and having gotten no response from it which is which is fine but in the course of writing this i went back to some of my old writings that are from say six six seven years ago and at the time i i got really excited and i did these a lot of writing and I put down a lot of thoughts and all this stuff. I was doing a lot of book reading. I had a couple of years where I was reading a lot of books. I find that I get into cycles where I read a lot of books and then I, and then it disappears for, you know, can be five years. It can be years, you know, five or 10 years before I get to that next cycle. But anyways, it was, I had read a lot and then I felt really compelled to write, but then I never did anything with the writing. But I come to find out that when I do this this article that I can go back to my previous writings and all the ideas that I had that they're already laid out. And while they may need some editing and they'll need some restructuring, that that it was rather than being a waste of time, it was an incredible it was an incredibly smart move to be able to in this height of clarity, to be able to put it down, to be able to to um, to then come back to it and be able to express. Yeah. <clears throat> now with the um, there's also like <clears throat> the talk about the the awakening part, and like I know I've heard you talk about um, how you don't really look at look at it like there's something big like that going on right now, and I do agree with that train of thought. But there was something that I heard. I don't know if it was you that said it, but it talked about. Basically, we we only fully awaken when we all awake, when all of us are awake. Was that you? I don't think so. But there there's a lot of levels to awakening, and and uh, uh, I you know the great awakening. I'm not so much into the great awakening. I'm not saying that it's maybe maybe it's true, but but this this whole when this lady asked me, well, what do you think about the great awakening? 
my wife is more into that than I am, but I don't really know. But I know that 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 uh, that you know. I remember uh, fifty years ago, in seventy, almost fifty years ago, seventy three, we realized all of a sudden that hard times were coming on, that the system was going to collapse, and then yeah. and then the nineteen eighty four, the book, we were worried, and then. And then Yogananda said the poles would reverse and Boston would be tropical in 98 and then the millennium and it's been going on. I mean, I see a great, I see awakening happening every day. Uh, uh, for a long time and the great awakening, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. So I can't really comment, but it seems like it's a, a media. Is it a media event? And if it's only part of the people, th then how great is an awakening? I, I don't get it. And the thing is, is that that what is happening there? may This may be in a particularly intense time. We had two, 2012 with the Mayan calendar. You know, all these things. This this stuff has been happening for a long time. I remember the, the Yogananda had a. Um, the second coming of Christ that they've been project, pre, pre, predicting that Christ would come again for how long? It's 2000 years ever since. Yeah. He left. So, so the great awakening, I think that the thing is, is that when you buy into that, that, that it's something that is coming to us, then we don't have the opportunity to experience it in the now that it's already part of it. It's already here and that it is not outside ourselves. It's, it puts a completely different focus on it. And I think of that as stages that, that, uh, that as we, as we come in, it's important for us to come to quote unquote, come into our power because, because then we can be strong within ourselves. But then the, you know, like the, like the moon goes from new moon to full moon. Then the moon goes from full moon to new moon. And then we let go of this idea that it's our power, that it's our energy, that it's our, that, that we've done anything, that, that we are, that who we are is just energy. And it just, things happen through us that, that this is the place where uh, most people end up or will end up that the some of this other thinking is stages to me that's what i have learned i like to say that uh, the the when we get to 60s and 70s that we're very happy to realize that we don't know anything we know less and less <laughs> each year rather than no more <laughs> yeah i heard i heard that said quite a while ago and uh, yeah it, it, it's uh, I, I do find that uh, rather true actually this is the year's past it's okay yeah maybe it's not like what i thought it was but now with books are you doing do you read any books currently yes what kind of i books have i have a new well Yes, I, 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 I've, I've known about him for six or eight years, and I was really interested in his work, but I didn't really start reading his books until recently. This man named David Hawkins. David Hawkins. What is David Hawkins? Have you ever heard of the map of uh, consciousness? Yes. You know, with the different, the different uh, frequencies that 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 uh, 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 different uh, emotions, different, different attitudes have yeah. a different frequency. Okay. So he made this up. He did this on muscle testing. 
You know what muscle testing is? I'm muscle testing. No, I don't. Okay, so muscle testing is is that you if you 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 put up your arm and you push on your arm and you're strong you're strong but if you if you then have a bad thought then your your arm will go weak or if okay you, uh, yes okay. I'm familiar with that I'm familiar with that okay so the muscle testing so I want to I want to say that that David Hawkins when he has his autobiography when he has his biography in his books. That he, I don't know if he puts it in every one, but I hadn't read this uh, until more recently, or maybe I read it and forgot about it. But anyways, he was pretty enlightened at three years old, and and he had he had experiences his childhood, and he talks about it in a very very empty way. He talks them about them in a in third person, and and you know what he talked about as a three year old, I would love to experience as a uh, any time in this you know. <laughs> in this life. So we're not talking about an average guy. So he was an awakened guy and he, he ended up, he was a doctor and he took care of people for 25 years, but then towards later in his life, he, he, he took some seclusion time and he, and he talks about that. He was still working on things, you know, the, 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 what you call the awakened, not what you, but what people call awakened, there, there's so many levels to it. And even the, what we think is awakened still has levels. Yeah. And so he talked about the 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 levels of the le levels of letting go. And then he wrote these. He wrote a series of books. I, I think there was maybe like 12 books in the series. And um, I started with the uh, well, the power and the force power and force talks about the map of consciousness where he has he has calibrated the levels of uh, like shame is a 20 and guilt is a 30 and grief is 75 and desire is 125 and anger is 150. Anger and desire have energy in them. So while they're still uh, quote unquote negative energies, they have more power to them. It's easier to, to raise those frequencies rather than apathy and grief, which is, which is a more, you know, deader energy, not, not to put a judgment on it, but it's just, yeah. This is not very energetic. So then courage is 200. 200 is a very important level. He says courage is 200. Neutrality, 250. Willingness is 310. Acceptance is 350. Reason is 400. That's an important level. Uh, love is 500. Joy is 540. Peace is 600. And enlightenment is 700 to 1,000. And these are... Uh, uh, exponential these are not consecutive numbers these are exponential so that you know like uh 110 is like i don't know thousands of times more powerful than 100 yes so he put that together in his book and then i started reading his letting go book which is fabulous do you get do you have specific uh, books of our like titles of interest that you go for? Are you kind of open in that in that area there of, of books? You mean in general for my reading? Yeah, because I mean that's like a that, that information there is something that you could work with inside of what you do currently, correct? Yeah, I find uh, I I when I uh, I told you I got into these new modalities. Yeah. In a in a I I started reading so I started rereading some of my Vedic astrology books that I've had for 20 or 25 years. And in there was a footnote that referred to a book 
that I never realized. And so I bought that book. That book was from the 70s and read that book. So so my reading is mostly it goes in spurts and it's mostly inspired. But if I see something and then something just clicks and uh, uh, so I read his letting go and now I'm reading Discovery of the Presence of God. And it's it's fabulous. It's very deep. It's not beginning stuff, but it's it's simply expressed. And uh, he's a little bit like an Eckhart Tolle in how clear he is. Yes. So that's my that's my big love right now. I, I read some location astrology books before that. I don't like I said, I don't do a lot of reading. Okay. Except in my in my periods. Yeah. Now, when it comes to like with readings, do you? Do you ever have somebody do one on you, do them on you or like friends or somebody you're close to? Or is it something you just you stick with yourself? You kind of do your you work with yourself, basically. Uh, Does that make sense what I'm asking? Well, I had some in the 90s. I had some astrology readings, but. Uh, Would it be beneficial uh, for someone of, of your, your caliber to do that? Say the first part again. That would, it, would, it, would it be beneficial for someone like yourself who is heavily like, you know. You know, in uh, I go to the chiropractor, out. you know, I've been to the, uh, the, uh, when I had, uh, hepatitis, I went to the, uh, acupuncture. Uh, yeah. I don't so much that the spiritual teachers kind of uh, do it for me that the, the teachers that I've had, I have a, a, you know, I, I had a, I had the, the, you know, Yogananda was the first in the seventies and, and, and that lineage is, is still with me more than ever. But I took on a teacher in India and sat with her for, for, for 12, well, still, you know, 18 years I sat with her, but, uh, and then I, I sat with another teacher in India, a, 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 a European man, and sat with him for six years and uh i have other people that i sit with when i go to india i think that's what i do a lot they they have really helped me to um uh, to um i oh i could i could tell you from the beginning what i was going to do but i couldn't put any words on it i could yeah. only tell you from this feeling that it's you know, warm and cozy and it's blue and it's red, you know, I mean, I could, I could, I could, it's like I'm squinting and you can't quite see and it's foggy. But I found the teachers in, in particularly in India that, that all the teachers, I should say, really have given me vocabulary. They've given me inspiration. They've given me vocabulary. They've given me their experiences, which then I can, uh, then I can pick and choose. And I, I go to one of these teachers and I say, can I use this? And they say, I don't recognize it because I have adapted it to, to how I want to use it. But, but, um, but it's something that a teacher said and a lot of, and, and some of the things that the teachers say, particularly the last one I was talking about, he sees actually using, um, uh, when I say scripture, it's, it's definitions, uh, you know, like when they talk about non-duality and they talk about, you know, the being they using, when he uses phrases, these are traditional uh, definitions of the, of the original Sanskrit and Hindi. And so, so I pick those up and then maybe I use those or then I go on that. And so he says, well, I don't recognize it as mine. So they're universal yeah. in some senses, they're universal teachings. But but their vocabulary, uh, the, 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 
the lady teacher that I sat with, she was really good with words. She really opened me up to words and vocabulary and made it um, very alive for me. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, like earlier, we, we spoke about uh, like writing. You talked, you spoke of writing a syllabus and things of that nature. But I wanted to ask you about writing because I heard you in another podcast. You talked, you were talking in terms of just uh, at times in people's lives. Like you talked about your your forties can be hard depending on where you're at. You know, right? That uh, thirty five was the the height of your 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 height of arrogance. Know? Your arrogance. There we go. Yes, you know things like that, and and I, I would, you know, it just seems like you would have a lot of knowledge on those areas just from seeing people like you do, and and under, understanding patterns, and under, understanding the the system that you you've devised here. Do, do you uh, do you do you plan on writing any of this stuff and putting this stuff out? Sharing any well, of that a lot stuff? of a lot of that is some of that is in. Uh, I created this form. I call a theme. Yeah. And uh, I made a, they're like 500 to a thousand word themes and they just sort of flow out of me within a couple of hours. So I posted a lot of those on Facebook and I, I had a book okay. that I titled um, who's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, are, um, you know, these themes that are unrelated, but related, you know? Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I did, uh, I've written again, I have written them and I don't have such a strong will about it. I don't have, yeah. a, I don't have the, the a particular, I have a, um, you're, you're content to, to, to share it. your, go ahead. I was going to say you're content to share your stories verbally and in person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's, it's part of, it's, it's, it's getting to the time, you know, and I, and it's, there's self-confidence and then there's the hard work of it. And, yeah. and I'm waiting for the, some of the doors to open. If somebody said, if some publisher said to me, I'd like to do your book, then, then, then I could, that gotcha. I probably would be able to do it more. So yeah. it's not, it's not about not able to do it. It's, it's a lot of it is timing and, 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 and the, you know, like, uh, you know, one of the aspects of, uh, again, well, not only getting older, but as you get more to the spiritual path is that time gets fuzzy. And as time yeah. gets fuzzy, then did you already do it or didn't you, or, or, or is it, it, did it already happen or is it going to happen? I can't remember. And so the whole, the whole need to do it, the whole push to do it is gets a little squishy because it's, it does, you know, like it's already been done, even though I haven't done it yet. Now I heard you speaking. Is that, that clear? That. Yes. I heard you speaking on that before. And I wanted to talk about that too because I do feel that myself. Like, and and I I describe it as just living in the past, present, and the future simultaneously. Like, I can really feel that going on with me right now. And it, I was I wanted to ask you: Is that is that what you're talking to? Is that what I'm experiencing? That because I mean, a lot of my life right now. Yeah. So that's that. the presence. That's the that's the that you're fully in the presence. That's not if you were in the past and the future, you wouldn't feel the presence. But it's the ability to be in the presence. Then, in that presence, then then things get squishy. And yeah, in that squishiness, is that is that then then it's like, does she love me? Well, it doesn't matter. You know, I yeah. love me. 
and what yeah, is love, love? You know, you get above. I mean, you're just you're you're the vibration of love, and so there is no a demarcation of loving. You know, there that's yeah. all there is is loving. So it's not there's no gradations, and so it all disappears as a concept. Are you always in that state yourself? Uh no, I wouldn't. No. I would say well. I would say that that uh, that uh, uh, an understanding of that presence is around most of the time, unless you know. Uh, uh, I'm, yeah, there's certainly times when it isn't. You know, like the power yeah. goes off. I'm not so good at that moment. Yeah, but uh, I'm not so present at that moment. But uh, you know, generally these concepts are pretty well entrenched. I've been around them for a long time. I mean, a long time. I mean, some of the concepts now are, are understandings of things that I learned in the ashram, you know, 40 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they still hold true today, huh? More than ever. Yeah. I mean, uh, what happens is, is that the understanding broadens. It's not that they become bigger concepts, not little concepts. Well, not not the concepts part of it, but the, but the understanding, the depth that you have of, uh, you know, the first time you heard the word karma, you had somebody and said, well, it's, you know, da, 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 da. And you said, oh, I get it. And then, you know, yeah. a year later, somebody says to you, you use the word karma and somebody says to you, what's karma? And you say, oh, well, it's da, 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 da. But you've, you're giving them more than, than you got the first time. And then, yes. you know, and then 20 years later, you have a even more understanding of it. And so the, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a sinking into where you're at. It's not going anywhere else. Yes. <clears throat> yes. No. And I, and I asked about your writing, uh, just to, to address that storyteller aspect of it, you're quite the storyteller. I've heard you in a few other podcasts, and uh, just you can, uh, you can, I can just pick up on it. But and I do enjoy that part of you, which is why you know I was curious about the writing. But uh, so on your Facebook post, you 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 share little little blurbs on there that come from you as well, correct? Yes. Yes, if you but you have to go back a wise away yeah. ways. You have to go into uh, this is my personality type. This is the the storyteller is the seven that uh, he's okay. the guest that you can't get rid of because they keep telling fun you don't get rid of because <laughs> we got to tell fun stories until the tape loops. But uh, yeah. I have to say thank you, Anthony. Uh, nobody's yeah. listened. Nobody has said listening to the podcast and and uh, you lighten my day. This is uh, I better not tell my wife. She'll tell me to let it go. But but thank you so much that, that uh, I find the the podcast, as I said before, I find them to be really interesting. And I also am really interested in the whole podcasting world that 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 you as a representative of the podcast that you you know, you you put your Tonto ear to the ground and you heard podcast, you know, and yeah. I think, wow, you know, it's a it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of responsibility. Some people die with the, you know, every weakness. They make it every week and then that's really hard. And then some people need to, you know, do the editing outside, you know, and, and production work outside. And it's finding guests and all the promotion and everything. It's a lot of work. It's just amazing to me that people hear this this the podcast and they just really feel to to um to help people to share and maybe to share their own point of view but you're but you don't share your own point of view 
many of them, you're asking questions and you, 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 you're called to do this. And it's just, it's, it's the, to me, I guess I hadn't said this before, but what's coming to me right now, it's sort of a yin and yang is that there's people that need to speak and there's people that want to make that possible. It's just, it's just beautiful. It takes my breath away. Yeah. Well, no, as I was uh, was checking out more of your stuff there, I kind of like not size, not sized it up. But uh, I, I looked at, you know, where it was, because there's a lot of guests that I'm, you know, I, I have a lot of general information. You know, there's a lot of stuff I'm well versed on, but I wanted to be truthful about this, you know, and make it just like, you know, make it like that for the guests as well. If there's something I'm not really, you know, knowledgeable on, I want to be straight up and say it, you know, and not put in any errors because I want I want the rich information that that guest has. You know, that's the that's the allure of, of like being able to pick these guests is I pick stuff that that like rocks me that i'm like oh my god there, there's this this and that because every person i have on here is just rich in information and love and, and just uh-huh. source energy you know so it's yeah I, I, today I, I knew i was gonna have to, have to you know i was gonna shut up at some point and just listen to what you say <laughs> and, well thank you so much i i will say that there are podcasters podcasters that's and and there's nothing wrong with this that they say is is that I'm going to learn, but I'm not going to do the studying beforehand. I want it to be fresh, like for my listeners. And that's, that's a beautiful approach. Your approach, like some of my approaches is pretty unique. You know, that, that you actually study beforehand more than the, 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 you know, to even beyond the website is, is impressive. It's impressive of you. It's not nothing to do with me. So I, uh, yeah. I want to honor well, that because you. it's, uh, it um you know by changing ourselves we change the world and so Absolutely. you are um um yeah you're definitely doing that oh well well thank you and with your help my friend this is a co-creation uh in its in its greatest most definitely and one of the things i saw in this though too was that um <clears throat> it allowed a, a little more time for people to get to kind of know you you know from that kind of format, because I, I've heard a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews and those, those interviews that blow by really quick. Okay. What do you got? What do you do? Where are you at? Give us the, you know, give us the facts. Where can they find you? That gets boring after a while. You know, it's like, well, that doesn't really help me make a selection or make me want, you know, it doesn't draw me to that person. You know, it's when you hear those, those stories about who they are and where they've been that like, okay, I can definitely resonate with that. I want to be around that more, or I think that person has something for me. Those, you know, that, I just took it from that that kind of perspective of where you know how to hit this podcast because I'm still learning as I go too. It's been a lot of fun, but I'm just trusting in my heart and following that. And I meet a lot of great guests like you, who actually, for me, you help me carry the burden. I'm not doing this by myself. You know, it's a co-creation of us well, getting together and you built you being generous and sharing it from your heart. You know, and your 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 time to sit with me. And that that's incredible. So thank you, my friend, and I respect and honor you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, it's a God-loving God, we used to say in the ashram. God-loving God. <laughs> I like that. But, How long but were you there again, in the ashram? You know, How long were you there? Of, I'm sorry? How long were you there in the ashram? 20 years. 20 years. How was it adjusting to life outside of that? Was it a challenge or was were you ready for it? What did that look like for you? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, there, there was pieces of it. Some of it was adjusting. Some of it was, was midlife crisis, you know, that had nothing to do with ashram. We, we had, we, I had done business in the ashram. I had done, 
businesses uh, had run some uh, community businesses and and so i was uh you know that we use the term worldly i i had been more on the worldly side uh and so it wasn't so much of an adjustment but the adjustment was that i was splitting up from family and and what am i going to do and who am i and uh, 50-52 and uh what's it going to be and so i just um I just went with the flow. I had an opportunity to go with the flow of it and it sort of de- has developed naturally and it and it couldn't have been any other way. And sure, there were difficulties, but we spent, uh, my wife and I spent about five years. We, we figured as we'd been together 25 years, it took about five years to really, we gave it five years to sort of really split apart. It was five years per year. That's yeah. that's my thinking. If you're together ten years, it takes a couple of years maybe to cha- to really to fully transition. As long you know, as long as you're letting you uh, doing that with each other as friends. Yeah. Now, would you ever go back? Uh, no, but no. Um, but um, is it something you would have- recommend? You, is that something you would possibly recommend for others? Well, sure. Um, the uh, I don't see the boundaries anymore. That 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 you know, in a sense, I'm still living in the ashram. Okay. Only, you know, the one I'm living in is two people, and it's not much different than the ashram I was in. You know, service is still part of it, and 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 being nice to each other and spirituality is still part of it and so i kind of again everything gets kind of blurry and and i didn't really understand that this is my community but this isn't my community so i i learned that in 56 countries i passed through a lot of borders with you know taking my passport and on both sides of the borders, it was kind of the same, you know, I mean, it may have been <laughs> a different language and there might have been some different dress. But but, yeah. you know, I I love to tell the story that uh, I have a pretty big Lonely Planet collection. But I remember taking a bus uh, uh, from Kuala Lumpur to Singapore. And I remember reading that the Malaysians uh don't get along never got along with the singaporeans you know that there's been a, even though they're the some from that the singaporeans came from the malaysians i think even yeah. though they're you know uh historically the same people they don't get along and it's like it's like you get to a point where you just laugh because this is this is just the way people are it's not about them and and then and then i remember being in vietnam and and them saying they'd, they'd sell you books on the street and they'd say where are you from you'd say us and they'd say us number one and we'd think my god we just you know they're still dying from cancer here from the uh, agent orange in vietnam and he's saying america number one and i'm saying well we had a civil war in america and and the north and the south still aren't really getting along it's 150 years and so i started rather than think somebody is doing something wrong i just thought in terms of universalities and sort of the the differences just sort of disappear and get you know foggy and and blurry again and the fact is is that everybody everybody's the same you know you, the the enneagram stories and the and the archetypes in the astrology are the same everywhere though there can be some societal differences 
Yeah, that, no, I was just listening to the uh, the story you were telling about the travels, about what you what you've seen out there. That is pretty wild. That's a, like a, even like more material in itself. Just the experience of that, of seeing what you have, you know. Absolutely. Were, were you ever in places that were like life threatening? Life threatening. Uh, well, I had that hepatitis. Um, <laughs> not really. Yeah, I can't think of anything that uh, that happened. I mean, there's neighborhoods in India you don't go into, you know, but uh, there's so many people in India that, uh, you know, with the traveling and this is, you know, this is this isn't actually so good. But but traveling, we tend to stay in ghettos. I had a I have a, a German friend that I know uh, many years from over there and and I traveled with her and she just doesn't like the she likes the locals. She wants to go eat local. She doesn't want to go to the the she calls the tourist centers their their uh, ghettos, you know? And so most of where you stay questioners. You don't really, you know, I mean, you can get down home so you're staying is in the towns where the hippie, you know, the the backpacker people live, and so it's it's a little bit more homegrown. Uh, when I took a tour the first time in India, we start we stayed in marble, uh, you know, four star hotels. Didn't really feel India very much. Yeah, yeah, no, that would make sense. And you you said you had kids, right? Absolutely. Now, were you? Did you teach them? And uh, like, did you teach them some of the the uh, the ways and the things that you've learned over the years? Well, uh, no, the kids, the kids, no. yes, you know, the kids have a, have a, grew up in this uh, spiritual community, and they have that some of that at their core, and they're very uh, uh, um, righteous in their being, but they're not particularly. Um, um, spiritually motivated not the way that that we were yeah sometimes that stuff switches generations you know maybe my grandkids will be more in it yeah very true very true so you're out there in california right absolutely it's beautiful weather right now oh yeah at 40 now we we got a uh, two plus inches of snow last night really yeah there's a real we got a uh this this storm you know four or five days was supposed to be seven or nine feet of snow up at uh, tahoe so we're really happy about that we need rain we need water so it's a glorious thing but it's it's not uh you know it's this is cold right now december is going to be a lot of precipitation I, I just poured out four and a half inches of rain from out of the you know our gauge from um uh, su sunday midnight the, the, the uh, saturday sunday midnight yeah wow that's interesting crazy weather all over your diet can i ask you about your diet not to be sure. too nosy but just hey do you do you have a do you practice like a clean diet or do you kind of are you casual or open about how you eat uh well i can be but that's not really my best and uh, my wife is a uh, pretty sensitive to uh, very sensitive food wise and so i've had to get sensitive and i'm doing that a lot better that if i don't if i eat junky i i have a lot more effect on me now but i i do we we uh we walk 40 minutes every day and i take a, a round of vitamin things 
and I eat pretty healthy and I eat a yeah. lot of mono diets, kind of the same meals every day. And it's mostly healthy. We have a big garden. So in the summer we have, uh, oh, nice. you know, we have, we have our greens almost the whole year. And, uh, you know, I had tomatoes for, uh, uh, we've had tomatoes probably since August. Oh no, that's five months, four, five, five, six months. And we had, um, I had potatoes, I think, last year until maybe March. And apples. I love apples fresh off the tree. Those are well, these apples are good, and even in January and February, they taste pretty darn good. I took a I took a few to India one year, and boy, boy they tasted good over there. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, my friend Indra, it's been a pleasure. Having you, uh, having you with me today and sharing this time. Um, I know that you have YouTube videos out. I'm definitely going to let uh, people know that in the uh, notes that I put out there. Is there any other place people can find you aside from Facebook? Are you on Instagram as well? You know, I, uh, I, have, I have sort of, I, I've made up a thing on Instagram, but I haven't really felt to get involved in it yet okay uh, no facebook worries. is the thing i liked it doing that um that's the place and um and the email and the website and uh i wanted to give listeners i have an, a free offer oh wonderful wonderful so the free offer is is that if you email me your birth time date and place I will send you back your uh, my my version of your official Vedic astrology chart in sidereal time, and I will give you a an additional little chart that helps you to read it. So uh, anybody that wants to do that, um, I'm happy to do that for people. Well, that is beautiful, my friend. Thank you very much for that offer as well. Well, I will definitely let people know how to reach you. And this has been Indigo Sessions with Indra Rinsler. Uh, Indra, thank you very much for joining me, my friend. You have a yeah, good rest of the day. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Take care. Talk to Blessings you. Blessings to you. Thank you.